0: Hello listeners and viewers, you are live at the AM 1470 KBSN studio with Health Solutions with Sean and Janet Needham, where Team Needham discuss everything healthcare. Today we have Dr. Richard Edgerly from Assurance Health out of Yakima on the air with us. If you'd like to join us, call in um, 509-765-1470, also my personal Facebook page, at Sean Needham's Facebook page and the Moses Lake Professional Pharmacy YouTube. So today, Dr. Richard Edgerly uh, with a direct primary care practice out of Yakima, Washington. He is a pioneer in this area and we we talk about him and brag about him all the time. So we're going to get to hear for, from him for the next hour. In our next um, segment, what I'd like to talk to talk to, to you about, Dr. Edgerly, is how technology plays a part in all of this because you've leveraged technology highly and, and consumers, your patients have... Have really benefited from it, and I've got a, a great story that, that I can share about direct primary care also. So hang on the phone with us, Dr. Edgeley. Um, you are listening to Health Solutions with Sean and Janet Needham. We will be back shortly. Hello, and welcome back to Health Solutions with Sean and Janet Needham. Um, in our last segment, we had Dr. Edgerly from uh, Assurance Health out of Yakima on on with us, and he is back with us. So let's continue that discussion, mm-hmm. Dr. Edgerly. We were talking about um, technology and how you've leveraged that in your practice. Can you tell us a little bit about that? You know, like text messaging and um, video conference things like that.
1: Yeah. So um, yeah, thank you. So. Uh, our membership, of course, uh, not only includes in our office, uh, but it also gives you twenty-four-seven access, twenty-four hours a day, seven days a week, access to the physician. To do that, of course, then we have to use the other technology. Maybe it's going to be the telephone. Maybe it's going to be, uh, um, uh, you know, using the computer, etc. Either text messages, or we like to usually do it face. Uh, patients that want our service and and we're allowed to do that with some of the technology that's available so let
0: me give a story if you don't mind about one of your patients, I won't mention any names but he's very close to me Um, he's actually my nephew and we are in the middle of Montana and he's actually, we talked about him on episode 1 of Health Solutions Um, and he forgot, he's type 1 diabetic and he forgot his medication so Here we are in the middle of Montana, we're ready to go hiking with my family and my brother's family and and of course my nephew's with me. And um, I had referred my brother to your practice because he needed somebody to take care of his family because he was tired of, he had a couple kids with some chronic diseases and he was just tired of the mess that he had to go through in the healthcare system to treat a kid with asthma and to treat a kid with um, diabetes. So he went to your service, he went to your clinic and the whole family went to your clinic and he was extremely happy with it. We're in the middle of Montana, nowhere in Montana. I can't remember the little town's name. There's one pharmacy in the town, a little independent pharmacy, and he had forgotten his insulin. So we go to this pharmacy and of course, you know, I, I kind of have a little bit of an in cause I'm a pharmacist and I go back there to the pharmacist and I said, um, we're gonna need some insulin today. Do you guys have, what kind of insulin do you have? And he did let us know what kind of insulin he had. And I said, and it was a Saturday or a Sunday. I can't remember. And I said, well, we're going to get a prescription called in for him. And they said, oh, that, that's not going to happen. I said, the, He said, the only thing you're going to be able to do is go to the emergency room today. That's the only way you're going to get a prescription for this kid. I said, no, we'll get a prescription. Anyway, my brother texted you. And next thing you know, they called the pharmacy. And we got a prescription. So we were able to continue our hike. And it saved us, a, I don't know, $1,000 in the in the emergency room because we didn't have to... Have to go to a to an emergency room doctor to to, to get his insulin refilled, so I mean that alone played paid for the fees for, for week for months, so yeah and 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 I'm sure you have lots and lots of stories like that. Um, another story I'm going to share. Same same family. Um, he had a, a you know kind of a little bit of folliculitis or some kind of infection. Um, my brother sends you a picture of it and um, you recommend antibiotics, and he gets a prescription filled, and he's all, you know, he's, a, he's taken care of. Didn't have to take time out of his way to go. It was a weekend, too, of course, so he would not have had to go to a walk-in or an ER, and it, it just made it so much convenient. So thank you for what you're doing, Dr. Edgeley. You are really changing the world. I think this is the future of medicine. I really do.
1: I hope it is. Uh, Yeah, direct primary care has already been proven. I don't do the studies myself, but there are people that are doing that. That if you're a member of a direct primary care clinic, you know, you, you decrease the ER visits by 95%. You decrease specialty visits by 65% and hospitalizations by 35%. How does that work? Well, most people go to the emergency room out of fear or out of the unknown. Whereas if you can call your physician 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and people don't abuse that, by the way. I think after the first year, I had 22 phone calls outside of the clinic in a whole year. That's less than two a month. That's not abusing it. But it's it's convenience. I think I have an appendicitis. I call the doctor. No actually your appendix is on the right side not the left side right you know right you don't have a fever so you don't need to go in or yes I can meet you at my office because that's a laceration that has to be sewed up you know but the number of times that that um, you know makes me go into the office on the weekend is very very small and it's it's nice to have the uh, ability to help people out of the clinic
0: well I know one of the things that um doctors that have not that are wanting to do what you do they're really fearful about that it's like what do you mean 24 7 access there's no way I can handle all those calls and here's one of the things I tell them most of the patients that you know that you have that pay for that service you know they work for a living just like you do so they really respect that time so if it's if it's you know midnight and it can wait till eight o'clock in the morning they wait till eight o'clock in the morning so and that's kinda of what we see with this this direct primary care model is because people are paying out of their pocket. It creates a value to them, it creates a safety net, but it also creates a respect with, with you and you and them personally where they're gonna they're gonna still respect your personal time and only use that if they absolutely have to.
1: That's very, very true. I was just on call for the Thanksgiving weekend, so we closed the clinic a little early on Wednesday just to decorate the office for Christmas. And again, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I had two phone calls. Uh, one of them was a, a college kid that was home, happened to have a, a probably a strep throat. They had been seen at the college campus for a sore throat, was placed on an antibiotic, uh, and they had gotten significantly better they were getting worse, uh, so they needed help with that, etc. And uh, what people don't realize is physicians are DEA licensed, which uh, uh, enables us to write prescriptions, is actually nationwide. So I can help that person in Oklahoma, I can help that person in Hawaii. Um, and so uh, it's nice to be able to help people, uh, yeah, like I said, out of the office.
0: So you mentioned um, one thing about um, specialty. You, you, you decrease specialty visits. Can can you expand on that a little bit? I know you you and I have discussed this um, off the air before. So will you discuss a little bit? How do you prevent specialty
1: visits? Uh, well, one thing is having a, a degree in uh, family medicine. You know, we can see peds, uh, pediatric children, of course. We can see uh, um, adults, and we can see the elderly. Um, so a lot of the visits uh, to to the uh, specialties. Um, specialist, excuse me, is mostly uh, a, a time-centered event rather than a knowledge-centered event. Uh, for example, um, uh, if, if you have a, well, name one, let's say a um, heart problem, many of the heart problems can be taken care of by the family medicine physician. We take care of congestive heart failure. We take care of high blood pressure. One out of a 100, let's say with blood pressure, may need to be referred to a, a specialist, uh, uncontrolled blood pressure. No matter what I put them on, two or three drugs, uh, it's not working. Then they need a little bit better workup, one that I could probably do, but one that the specialist can certainly do uh, more efficiently. Uh, then we can make a referral. The other thing that happens is once we've made that referral and the the specialist uh, makes his recommendations, uh, then we can follow through on it. Uh, We don't need to have you go back to the specialist three times a year. Uh, We see this in Yakima, especially with rheumatology, for example. We don't have a rheumatologist, or if we do, we have one now. I think we may have just had one uh, start recently, but there were no rheumatologists, so I would have to send them down to the Tri-Cities they saw a rheumatologist down there. And then after that, there's monitoring, depending on what meds they put them on, there's monitoring with blood work. I can do that in my office. And I can also, many times, just call the specialist. They would actually, a lot of times, prefer that I just call them and talk to them about the patient, rather than having to make a referral, get approval from Medicare, get approval from an insurance, someone else to see them in the office, Whole billing process, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. They'd much rather me just get on the phone and say, "Hey, we call them curbsides. I got this guy in the office that has yada yada yada. I've taken care of him with this. It's not getting better. What do you recommend?" It's a five-minute phone visit rather than a hour and a half process. Right,
0: and and not to say, a longer wait too.
1: Longer wait, another deductible,
0: right? Another copay. And so, speaking of that, do you think that there's an overutilization of specialists? Partly because of the insurance model right now, and it 's just a way for a, for you know another another deductible or another office visit to be
1: charged absolutely i 'm really surprised at how many people uh, go to the emergency room let 's say, and the kid fell down, hurt his arm it 's not an obvious fracture right and in, invariably they leave the ER with an appointment to see the orthopedic surgeon. And I say, no, again, why do they need to see the orthopedic surgeon? It wasn't fractured, it was sprained, or if it was fractured, it was a what we call a green stick fracture. The orthopedist isn't going to do anything about that. They're already in a splint. I'll see them. I can cast them if I need to. Most of the time we just watch them in a splint, take an x-ray, you know, a couple of weeks later to make sure it's healing. Uh, but there's no reason to see a specialist for that. And we see that with uh, diabetics who now are sent to an endocrinologist. Uh, people that, you know, left my office with a glycohemoglobin of seven, which is excellent, and and happen to go into the ER for some other reason, invariably are getting uh, sent back to a specialist that they really don't need to see. Right.
0: So. I went to your website, um, and just for listeners and viewers out there, it's healthassurance.org. Is that correct, Dr. Edgerly? It's actually assurancehealth.org. Assurancehealth.org. Okay, thank you for the correction. So assurancehealth.org. And one of the things that you can get if you um, request it is you can get a a little 10-page paper that Dr. Edgerly has written about, you know, how you can save a lot lot of money on health care. And some of the things we've already talked about, we talked about, you know, overuse of specialists. Um, There's some other things on here, facility fees. Dr. Edgeley, will you talk to us about facility fees? I I know that's a hot topic. Educate the listeners about what facility fees
1: are. Okay, so first of all, uh, I think the paper was written actually by my CEO, uh, Jason Larson. And so I'll give him credit where credit's due, although we talk about these things all the time. He's, I think he's the actual one that prepared that. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, one of those is facility fees. Now, where did those come from and what are they about? Well, what happened years ago, even before direct primary care, is they took hospital, this is they as in the CMS, Center for Medicaid and Medicare Services, and they recognized that certain hospitals Saw a disproportionate share of poor people, welfare, Medicare, for example. Those aren't always poor people, but you get the picture. Right. And what happens since Medicare and Medicaid only reimburse at such low rates, uh, Medicaid about twenty-five percent of what the doctor charges, Medicare about thirty percent of what the doctor charges. These hospitals were going broke, so they became so they came up with this thought that if you see a disproportionate share of these Medicare, Medicaid patients, then we are going to give you money on the back door. Money that's not based on fee for service. And now that has progressed, I'll use that word, into what's called the facility fee. So, for example, we had a clinic in our town that was uh, internal medicine and family medicine. They would pay them a facility fee if a certain percentage of their clientele was Medicare, Medicaid. Well, they actually got rid of their family medicine physicians, put them in a separate clinic so that the internal medicine clinic, which is predominantly Medicare people, uh, could qualify for this facility fee. So now this clinic was uh, able to charge in a varies clinic, but it's about $100 extra uh, for every time the patient came into the office, and, and now instead of go ahead. paying one hundred and eighty dollars for your office visit, the cash pay and the insurance patients were now paying two hundred and eighty dollars for their visit. So Medicare actually picked up the tab on the Medicare patients, right? But but
0: so a patient like myself that goes into a facility like that. Um, I would get charged an extra hundred dollars, even though I'm not on Medicare. I'd get charged an extra hundred dollar facility fee just for the privilege of going in the walking in the door
1: because you're not on Medicare. That's exactly right. Right. Okay.
0: Thank. Thank you for clearing that up. So, another thing you talked about was um, unnecessary procedures. So, expand on that a little bit, and we might have to uh, go to the next segment, but expand on that a little bit.
1: Right. Well, there's a uh, yeah. So. So in the doctor's office, there's more than one way to skin a cat, so to speak. So let's take, um, how do I check for colon cancer? Well, I can do a flex sigmoidoscopy, which used to be done and still is actually uh, in the uh, physician's office. Or I can do a colonoscopy which is uh, basically the same procedure except for maybe three more feet. Uh, that's actually done under anesthesia now. Okay. Uh, and the cost, rather than being $150, is actually about $8,000, depending on, again, which facility you use.
0: Okay, Dr. Edgeley, can you hold that thought? we got to go to a quick commercial break, and, and then we'll be back in a couple minutes. You were listening to Health Solutions with Sean and Janet Needham. Hello, and welcome back, listeners and viewers. You are listening to Health Solutions with Sean and Janet Needham, where every Monday, 1 to 2 p.m., we discuss everything healthcare. And today we have Dr. Edgerly on the phone with us. And if you would like to join us today, call us at 509-765-1470. Dr. Edgerly, you were talking about um, uh, procedures with colonoscopy and, and such.
1: All right, so more than one way to detect colon cancer so um, the basic thought now is once you turn 50 you need a colonoscopy well there's other ways to check the colon so for example the first thing we typically do is we do what's called a stool guaiac, and guiac is a way that's spelled G-U-I-A-C or maybe I missed a U in there G-U-I-U-A-C and basically you're testing for hidden blood You can also do that plus a flex sigmoidoscopy, which is fairly inexpensive, maybe $150 in a physician's office. I used to do those. The third way is to do a a colo guard. This is where they actually send you a bucket. Basically, you uh, defecate into the bucket. You send it back to them, and they check for abnormal cell types. And it has a negative or a... um, Positive, me, a negative predictive value of about 98 percent so if it comes back negative you don't have colon cancer or you probably don't 98 percent. or you can do a colonoscopy now the issue with the colonoscopy is you can have that done at the typical facility and that's going to run about eight thousand dollars what we do in our clinic is we provide that for seven hundred and fifty dollars because we have found a provider, a, a, a gastroenterologist that does that for cash, not using the third party system. So, true story, I had a patient that had insurance, and he said, uh, I said, well, it's time to check your colon. colon. You had a positive uh, colon polyp, you know, five years ago, or whatever that needs to be, we And I said, I have a guy that will do it in the Tri-Cities for $750 cash. No, nope, no, nope, I have insurance. You know, I expect them to pay. I said, okay. So we went locally. They charged him $8,200. 1700 was written off because they were preferred providers for his insurance. The insurance paid $3,400. He now owes $3,100 when he could have had it done for $750.
0: Absolutely, and thank you for sharing that story. We need to get the word out. Let's just face it. Health insurance is a ripoff. I mean, for routine stuff like that, it is just a ripoff. and there are other options with than traditional health insurance, and a lot of people don't realize, but you know, and medications are a perfect example too. Many times you are better off paying cash for your prescriptions and going through your health insurance because you just pay so much more with the copays and deductibles and all that. It is just crazy. We actually had an example. So in my book, I'm writing a book, and it's called "Sickened: How the Healthcare, How the Government Ruined Healthcare, and How to Fix It." It should be out in a few weeks. I'm hoping it should. I'm, I'm looking for a Christmas release, and we have a story in there about um, Janet, my wonderful wife, how we saved five thousand dollars by not using health insurance for a colonoscopy. Um, complete craziness, um, and and we got way better service at the cash facility than we than we um, did at the facility that that build our insurance the first time we did it. So thank you for sharing that, Dr. Andrew Lee.
1: That's, that's true in our clinic. We have a, a whole network of services, whether it's a CT scan or MRI or lab tests, X-rays, ultrasounds, X-rays in our office, which we don't do, of course, but we have to call a service in, $75 for a two-view chest or a three-view ankle. Ultrasounds for $250. What's an MRI? CT scans scans for $500. MRIs for $600. Uh, Again, not in my office, but in facilities that do take cash, that recognize that you don't have to have insurance to take care of your health care.
0: That's amazing. Um, I, I, here's one of the things, too. So I'm going to guess that when you see that x-ray, you don't charge them a $300 reading fee either, do you?
1: I don't. The $75 actually allows me to read it on the uh, computer screen myself, uh, which family medicine does. But then within a couple hours, I actually give an official read, and that's all included for that $75 charge. Amazing.
0: That is, that is so cool. And and so, so um, you're in Yakima, and you know you, you were talking about how you only got two calls over the weekend uh, for Thanksgiving weekend. So for four days, you only got two calls at night. Is that correct? That's
1: exactly right. Sometimes I will go weeks without a call.
0: Okay, so, and you you have three providers now, correct? That's correct. And how many patients do you have between those three providers? Uh, signed up, we have over fifteen hundred patients. now. That, that is crazy that is so awesome i am so happy for you 1500 patient load between three providers and you're growing all the time you're in a little town of yakima people are paying you cash and you've been incredibly successful now tell me um you used to take call for a hospital or for your clinic before correct right tell me uh, when you took call overnight how many calls would you typically get
1: it's really that's really interesting because uh My actual the three partners that I uh, was in that I was in business with, we had very few calls um, with us because we were pretty good at getting people in. But the average time in Yakima to get a physician uh, now is about nine days, and so the way our clinic is built, for example, uh, is a patient is scheduled every half hour. That allows and it doesn't take a half an hour to diagnose and treat, let's say, a kid with a strep throat, but that allows people to be added on. So we have like forty percent same day appointments. And we've allowed it we've a allotted time for that. Uh so therefore the number of calls at night is less because you're getting people in today. You're getting them in now when they're sick, uh, not nine days after they've already had the symptoms.
0: That's good to know. So one of the ways you prevent somebody calls at night is because you get them in quicker.
1: Exactly. I see. And that's kind of one thing that we promise the same day visits. That's awesome. Um, so
0: tell me t- tell me a good story. Do you have a good story? And I, I've heard tons of them w- um, from you, but tell me a good story where you, you really felt good about the practice type that, that you've chosen, how you helped somebody and, you know, it was a fun, fun thing and, and you saved somebody a lot of money.
1: Boy, there's a lot of those. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) Can can can, can you you tell me? Okay, I have one. Okay, go ahead. So I had a guy that came in, and he had uh, severe shoulder pain. He had gone to the emergency room, actually, the night before, and they told him he probably had uh, metastatic prostate cancer. Uh, The reason for that is he had prostate cancer diagnosed about 10 years before uh, when he was in the state of New York. And then they sent him in and, and he had this funny-looking shoulder and that's, and that's what they thought he had. Uh, they called it lytic lesions, like little mice, you know, bite holes in it. Um, and so he came into my office and obviously very fearful. And I said, well, hold on, let me just make a couple phone calls in this 10 minutes that you're here in my office. So I called the uh, radiologist. And he said, and he re looked at it and said, yeah, it looks like little lytic lesions. I said, okay. So I hung up the phone and I called the urologist on call, and I said, hey, I got a curbside for you. And I talked to him about metastatic prostate cancer because I had just checked this guy's PSA, prostate specific antigen, about a month ahead of time, and it wasn't high, so that concerned me. He goes, well, actually, uh, metastatic prostate cancer is more. Uh, bone, um, or they call it, rather than libic lesions, it's more like extra bone is added. Okay? There's a word for that. Okay. Escaping my mind at this minute. So he said, I don't think it's prostate cancer with a normal PSA and libic lesions rather than uh, lesion of bone growths. Uh, so I hung up the phone and I called an oncologist. And he gave me some advice as well, oncologists, with people that treat cancer, of course. And so I was able, with three quick phone calls in a 10-minute period, get back to the patient and say, hey, there's nothing wrong with your shoulder as far as metastatic prostate cancer. We need to look at something else, and of course they did. And it was typically a a variant of arthritis or something that didn't appear to be anything, that eventually ended up not being anything at all. All done within 10 minutes. Rather than three separate visits to specialists, and actually that would probably would have taken two months to get all this done, and
0: not only take that time, but can you imagine the stress that you took off that patient because you were able to do something right then and there? Yeah, that's that's even more valuable. Absolutely, and and I think that's one of the things we hear quite often in stories in clinics like yourself that that don't deal with health insurance typically is that you're able to do things like that because you don't have to jump through all those insurance hoops and be told by an insurance company where and when somebody can go and because you as a family practice physician um, you know realize you've been trained to, to do many different things um, you go ahead and take care of it instead of referring them on so i, I think that is that that's just super super exciting well,
1: some of the insurance companies also and i don't i don't want to belittle them some of them are very bad mean if I see the patient and they have insurance and I say you need a colonoscopy or you need this I have to actually send them to a different position and that takes a month and then that physician says you need the same thing I told them a month ago Uh, but now they've had to again pay another copay and another deductible and wait a month uh, to get into the physician it's just a waste of time.
0: So tell us then what's another option and I I do talk about this in my book and um, I would like you to discuss it too. What's another option? If It sounds like you don't like traditional insurance, so what, what would you recommend?
1: People are under the impression, well, first of all, insurance is expensive because the government has mandated now that they cover everything. You know, our car insurance doesn't cover oil and gas and windshield wipers. Why is insurance trying to do that? Insurance should be just against the catastrophic things, things that are very, very expensive not the routine office visits, not the routine medicines, et cetera. You can purchase health care for catastrophic care without using insurance companies. Now, they're usually called sharing companies or sharing ministries. Three or four of the major ones started out as uh, uh, Christian organizations that everybody in the same church, so to speak, um, started saying, well, hey, Sean gets sick, let's all... Share money and get him well. And if Rick gets set, let's do the same, et cetera. But these are now nationwide, um, and they're not all—not all of them are Christian or church-based. Many of them are just group-based, and there's hundreds or thousands of people on these plans. And um, I'm a member of one, for example. And so, when I have a health care need, of course, if it's just a office visit, I pay for that myself. But if it's catastrophic, goes into this group and they pay for my health care um, they pay for the uh, uh, the lab tests and the uh, ER visit or the uh, I have a heart problem unfortunately it runs in my family so I'd had a heart attack uh, they paid for my visit to the uh, um, cardiologist etc
0: that, that's wonderful yeah that's uh, w- one of the things we talk about in our book is those health sharing ministries and like you say they're not all ministries anymore there's a few of them out there. That are non-faith based, and so it gives more patients options, and it's incredible how much money we can save on those versus traditional insurance. So doctor. they're much cheaper. Absolutely, absolutely. A couple hundred dollars instead of a thousand dollars, and you get and to pick they, your doctor. You find those on our website, for example. Oh, perfect. And you get to pick your doctor too. That's another bit, the good thing about them.
1: So uh, you're uh, you're. Individual, you can go to whatever doctor you want. Your doctor can order whatever tests he wants, uh, and those are all um,
0: all controlled. Awesome. So, in about ten seconds, Doctor Edgerly, uh, we need to wrap up and finish the show up. Um, how do people get a hold of you?
1: So they can check us out on our website, Uh, it's called Assurance Healthcare, well our company is Assurance Healthcare and Counseling Center, because we do have counseling included with medical care by the way. Uh, That's something that we have done that no one else has done, but it's assurancehealth.org or our office number is 509-823-4650, 509-823-4650 or
0: assurancehealth.org. Awesome. Thank you so much, Dr. Edgeley. The last hour has been a blessing to us. And you have been listening to Health Solutions with Sean and Janet Needham. Thank you so much.